It's too hot. Too hot, lady. Boy, you're mm-hmm. not lying about Man, that. Man, it's a hot one. That's the worst song ever, isn't it? What? Smooth that by Rob, uh, Rob yes. Thomas fe- okay. or Santana featuring Rob Thomas? I take think a, it sounds yeah, Take a credited. stab at what year that came out. Was that 94? No, that was late no, 90s. That was, that was, if not 2000 or 2001. Yeah, okay. early 2000s. So early 2000s, late 90s. I'm just trying to paint this picture for y'all. I come, I, I'm visiting home because at this point I'm, I'm away, right? I've, I've gone off, left Birmingham for other things. And I'm visiting home and my mom has gotten a new speaker system, which she wants to show me and uh, and wants me to listen to. So I go in the living room and she cranks, oh, it's a hot one. That that particular song was what uh-huh. she tested the speakers with and just cool. loved Mom Tana. Um, that record that that song was on, <laughs> Like, that like started the Santana Renaissance, also known as the Santana Sance, as we all remember. <laughs> the Rob um, Tana Sance. Uh, that shit was inescapable. Everybody's mom had that. My I mean, mom had it, that. is that as mom core as it gets? Is it a is it a crossover mom dad core? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind might of, be. Yeah. yeah, because like he had other guest vocalists on other singles from that record. Like, tell me, wasn't Nora Jones Michelle one Branch. of them? Or Michelle Branch? That's who I'm fucking thinking of. Tell, that's all I know. Tell me. Or something like that. I'm I'm kind of in the world, aren't am I not? I don't know. That the, sounds the, the rule, the game. The power, oh the, god! Oh that the, shit! The, I'm getting there. I'm oh, getting there. The game of the game, game of love. love. The game of love. We, this is a fun game, by the way, too, where we just try to figure out what Santana songs it is. Well, is yeah, we've got a listener somewhere Tell who's just me. like that. CD is in my CD what player right now. And I'm, I'm really sad that they're. <laughs> Shitting Brad's on leaving. It. He's like literally. I, I don't blame him. Okay, let's talk about movies. Yeah, what's up, big dogs? But, but this first, is actually the Side Talks podcast. But first, wah, can, wah, wah. can you give us the game of love right here? Just do yeah, it, Brad. Right. Just do it. It's better than smooth, which better I assume. Better than hearing is... Corey say ding dongs again. Fuck. <laughs> what you want me to be? <laughs> Watch this shit. Whoa. I did it in the style of Rob Tana. Oh my kinda, god! Kinda, kinda. Oh my god! Okay, here's here it is. Are you ready? I'm watching this. I don't know where I am in this thing. My feeling is I'm toward the beginning. Okay, because this feels like a meet cute. Mm. That's what I think's going on. Mm-hmm. So two people. It's raining. Jump in the same cab. Accuse each other of being the one to steal the cab. Okay. You get out. No, yeah. you get out. No. Mm. And the cab. They ask the cab driver to settle the argument, and the cab driver picks up the New York Post or whatever and starts reading it. So mm. there's that's a that's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. The, oh, look at the cab driver not helping. Then they both jump out at the same time, and the cab drives off. So then it's like, now we're both in the rain. That was stupid. And as a matter of fact, she looks at him and says, "Why'd you do that, you stupid head?" Stupid head. And then he says to her just that, like, "Did you just call me a stupid head?" Which is fine for her to do because she's smoking hot. Okay. So she can kind of call whatever she wants whenever she wants. Sure. She's famous. She's hot. I don't know who this guy is. Okay. So then cut to they end up holding the same arm rail in the subway. Oh. I feel like you don't know what this no, is. No, I have no idea. Okay. Well, I kind of forgot the name of it too. So while, while we're sitting here, I'm going to kind of pull it up. Is this a relatively up. recent movie? Yeah. Mm, no. Hmm. A couple of decades old. I'll couple give you that. decades. Name. So- Here's what I know after that. They uh-huh. both get off the subway together. They're talking. Um, you know, it's cl- obviously there's some 
maybe some chemistry. I don't yeah, know. It feels yeah, a little yeah, forced. Yeah. But then he, she's been talking about how she's having a good day, and he's like, well, I hope that good day continues for you. And so it kind of gets a little friendlier. And But then it goes back to sparring because it becomes, well, okay, well, I hope you do too. Just don't steal a cab from anybody again. Whoa. And so you stole a cab. And then there's a penny on the ground, and he says to her, look, there's a penny on the ground. Pick it up. It's good luck. And Is, she- Okay. Yeah. Is this young woman Lindsay Lohan? It's not. Damn it. Okay. I, I guess I don't it's know not. what this is. So I'll, I'll just finish up real quick okay. in case our in case we might have some folks listening who still are trying to figure it out. She goes to pick it up and says, only if it's heads is uh-huh. it good luck. And, and she turns it over because it is indeed on tails. And she says, I'll leave it for somebody else to pick up. Mm. And then she begins to walk off. Of course, he bends over and picks up the penny. Because now it's on heads, and I get the feeling this isn't the last time they've seen each other. They'll see each other. You know what I mean? Is this one fine day with nope. Michelle Pfeiffer? These and are George good Clooney? guesses. These are good guesses. Okay. And then she's walking down the street in New York, probably Brooklyn. Yeah. And I mean, having uh, there's a what seems to be written for the film music or some deep, deep B side of some terrible you know band. Wow. And she's just having a great old time as she walks, and then I, I'm out. You haven't seen this, because no, if you I had, I feel like you Mm-mm. would... And, oh, I do know. The credits kind of start there, I think. So it must be it must be the beginning, yeah. Okay. okay. No, I don't know what this is. All right. Well, will it help you at all? I, this is good. We're going to count it wrong regardless, right? Oh, wow. This is okay. this is a loss. I'm sorry. This is a loss, because when I tell you who's in it, that's going to be too much. Okay. But we're just... And and you, you've you been doing pretty well. Yeah. This is, this is very generic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, then guess who the actor is here? This is J-Lo. Oh, fuck. What is this? So this is a film from 2010 that I've never seen before called The Backup Plan. I probably did see this. Isn't she like like some – she's got like a booth at a farmer's market throughout this I, movie or I something. She no gets idea. pregnant. This dude yes. is – Yes. Okay. I think I read that in the description. Yeah. I think I read in the description that she get that she gets pregnant or something like that. I think I have seen this movie, but I remember nothing okay. about well, it. I don't even remember who the dude is. Is it like – I don't either. I mean, he looked like generic man. Gonna, I don't know who I'm he is. I'm going to look this up because this is going to bother me. I don't know who he is. Uh, is he famous? Because I didn't – I don't recognize him. Up plan. Uh, this definitely Jennifer falls into her. Lopez and Alex O'Laughlin. Who is that? Who is that? That's some, I don't know. That's somebody's cousin. This is oh he he was one of the leads of the Hawaii Five O reboot. He was okay, the lead. He was Steve McGarrett on Hawaii Five O. And that got he's got a great agent. Yeah. Well, really? I don't know. He's an Australian fellow. Um, he's not cute. He's plain. None of us know who he is. That was Go the last. Away theatrically released motion picture he was in he's been on hawaii Five O ever since well i found this film by doing a search for worst films of 2010 oh so that's how i came across it so no surprise he didn't he, he needs to stay where he is yeah anyway well, you lost i did because who on earth remembers the backup somebody plan? listening did somebody was like i know exactly what that is yeah and they've got their santana album and they're just like well oh this this episode of side Do talks is just not insult? for me i'm gonna tell you right now get on team rachel because if you knew this film i've got your back wow you were watching you like j-lo i like her too oh She's melissa cute. mccarthy's in this movie oh wow weird all right she's probably funny in it probably but probably not as well <laughs> all right let's move on so now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Brocephus, are you in the States? I am. Okay, I am, you're back I from am, paradise. 
I am. It was wonderful. Um, it was hot, but you know what? It's hot here now too. So what are you going to do? I know. So I mean, hot. like I've said before, and like I'll say again, changes in at- latitude, changes in attitude. Oh and, uh, <laughs> you know, you're back. You're back. Yeah, That's I may all. or may not have sent, um, sent, we may or may not have discussed that. And I sent um, a Jimmy Buffett gif to yeah. Rachel after she sent me that. So that uh, might have already happened. That might already happen. Off air. Off here. Well, Corey's here too. We're all Hi. three together. Corey, it's, welcome back. Thank you. It's been a while. Both of y'all are off having cheeseburgers in paradise. That's right. So, what <laughs> exactly have you been watching? We want to hear uh, is it something that is regionally relevant to your recent trip or otherwise? Okay, yes, ish. <laughs> well, yeah, per your request recently from me having been in Mexico, you're like, you should bring us something, you know, from the country, kind of, yeah, something Mexican or what have you. So, I looked around and, you know, I found a couple things that I thought seemed kind of interesting. And I was talking to Tony and I was like, what do you think? Do you have any recommendations? And then he immediately finds this movie, which I was like, well, that's the one we got to watch. Um, it is, I'm not sure, have any, have any of you heard of it? Let me find my note. It's called John Carpenter Presents Vampires, colon, Los Muertos. Yes, I've, I am I've familiar. Heard of it? That's the that's the sequel to to John Carpenter's Vampires. Vampires. I, I guess the direct to DVD sequel, or direct to VHS sequel, as the case may be. Yeah, it was O two, and I think the way Wikipedia described it was like direct to video. But you know, O two, that's like you know, video's still around a little, but DVD is reigning supreme. But we don't really have Blu-rays yet. You know, it's that kind of phase. But. Um, yeah, okay, so it's not good. So, like, <laughs> I think I would recommend Like, it's not bad. Um, it's kind of a thing where it starts off good. And then it's, you know, as Tony phrased it, it failed to meet several minimum standards for a vampire movie. Like, there's really some cool scenes at the beginning. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then, I don't know, it's like they really kind of, I don't know if they run out of steam or effort because I felt like the last third of the movie, I was kind of like zoned out a little bit. So it's just a bunch of fighting and you know, it felt like when it started and I guess maybe this is the 2002 ness of it all, but it felt kind of like an episode of Buffy, which I love. Mm. That's yeah, off to a good start in my opinion then. Yeah. Like I'm not even a Buffy fan, but I like a Buffy vibe. Yeah, exactly. It was a Buffy vibe and um, you know, it's a pretty good mix of kind of silly and fun vampire action um, but like I said, it just, it just goes on too long and there's a lot of fighting by the end, you know, but you know, so that's, it sort of lost the thread for me, but, um, I do think it has some interesting, uh, things worthy of noting. Do you know who the lead actor is by any chance? I have, I do not remember. I have no recollection of this film whatsoever. Oh my God. It's so good. It's not something you would expect at all. The reason I was immediately when Tony suggested it, I was like, yes, that's the one. Um, when you think of Mexico, I mean, of course, don't you think of John Bon Jovi? Oh, my God. Uh, immediately. <laughs> immediately. Well, so the leads of the original Holy film shit. of John Carpenter's Vampires are James Woods and I think James William Woods. Baldwin. Um, so we're not in like super great territory. Yeah, I'd say I would trade one, one James Woods and one Baldwin, one, Baldwin. one any of the Baldwins for, Baldwin. for a John Bon. Wow. Yeah. That- Oh mm. my god, JBJ any day okay. it's so Which, cute. I mean, ugh. also Lisa is. I have we have to interject now and say that when Lisa was undergrad and I was in grad school at the University of Alabama, we were okay. friends with twins. One was named John and one was named Bon. Oh, 
true. I, I think wonder I remember John those. John dudes. and Vaughn are listening. Send us an email. I remember those I dudes. I used yes, to. Yes, you do. Yeah, yes. I don't think I ever knew him, but I remember hearing about those. Yeah, dudes. and yes, and their their mom was a big John Bon Jovi fan. Oh, you hence don't say. The, uh, hence the names. It wasn't an accident, Corey. It wasn't an accident. <laughs> Um, okay, well, this is quite the treat. Okay, you're really going to like this because the name that John Bon Jovi, of his character in this movie, is Derek Bliss. You know, <laughs> oh, my God. It makes me think of Candy Bliss. Candy Bliss. Do you think there's any relation? Oh, my God. What, 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 right? Candy what Bliss this? was uh, a character played by Whoopi Goldberg and, and a non-comedy role. Uh-huh. But her name was Candy Bliss. Well, and when oh, she says the- it. Oh, we talked about it. It was in, the the um, deep end of the ocean yes. or whatever, yes, and she delivers it. She played the straight talk. face. She's yeah. like, my name is Candy oh, yeah. Bliss. My name is Candy Bliss. No, I'm not a stripper. I'm an officer of the law. Yeah, that's a <laughs> name only a screenwriter could love. Oh, it's like the so, one, when one I time when was... I was watching Lifetime, and it was the character's name was Mister Fabrizi, and I'm like, the writer was clearly just sitting at their desk, <laughs> looking into the kitchen, <laughs> into the laundry room. Um, it's like, yeah, doubt fire. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Derek Bliss, possibly related to Candy Bliss of, you know, other famous character fame. Um, but okay. So other characters in this movie, um, okay, let me see. So the lady, the lead lady, her name is Zoe in the movie and she's sort of this manic pixie dream girl, very 2002, you know, like, yeah, you got it. You got the whole, I don't even, there's like chunky highlights and oh. maybe some scarves, you know, love it. Um, and this is so random. So she was, okay, she gave off the vibe like, okay, don't get your hopes up, like Parker Posey. Yeah, but yeah. it did not deliver the same way. She was definitely the weakest link in the acting department, in my opinion. But then the craziest part, I looked her up. Um, her name is Natasha Gregson Wagner. And yes, She's Natalie Wood's daughter. How come everything we talk about connects to Natalie Wood? Like, because we, my, I'm telling you, because eventually, like that, like that producer who called me one time, eventually, Lisa, we are going to discover what happened on that boat that night. And we so. are going to be the speakers of the truth. It keeps coming back because we are here it to reveal really what yeah. actually happened. And Christopher Walken, watch so, out, I, because if it's you, we're coming for you. I don't <laughs> think that Christopher Walken had Watch your mouth, Corey. Do you don't know. <laughs> Uh, allegedly, it all, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> yeah. it all comes back to Natalie Wood. This is satire. This is protected speech. This Say is what not you want. legally actionable. Say what you want. We're not accusing anybody of anything. It's all jokes. Mrs. Um, Mrs. Cleo will help us get to the bottom of this. Go ahead, oh, Mrs. Cleo. Thank you. Uh, well, so yeah, so she apparently she was 11 when Natalie Wood died, but she was born to uh, I don't even remember his first name, but the Gregson guy who Natalie Wood was married to between her two marriages to, um, uh, what's his name, Robert Wagner. Yeah. So, however, they divorced when she was about one, so he, Wagner, uh, adopted her. So right. So that was, like, her father as long as she knew. So, See, he's a sweet um, guy. He's probably never done anything wrong. Um, We're going to find way. out. We're going to find out if Corey's <laughs> being paid by the Wagner estate. God, right? I, I reach out if... There is money to be made in this, by the way, because I will totally shill for Robert Wagner. Wow. This is minimal effort on my part, and wow. I'm not getting paid for it. It's true. Um, but so, yeah, even though she has this pedigree of Hollywood royalty, et cetera, et cetera, I just think she was kind of like an off-brand Parker Posey. Like, she wasn't quite, you know, she didn't do it for me. But I'm just, you know, it's fine. Um, John Bon Jovi was really bringing it. I really did like him. And, okay, there was a 
another, so he's like assembling this team of vampire hunters. Spoiler alert, he's the hunter. He's not a vampire. He's the hunter. I got you. Because I mean, he's so tan and hot, like, of course, you know. But then he, and he goes to this monastery um, in Mexico. And there's, that's where apparently, I believe, because I didn't actually ever see the first one, but I think it was maybe James Woods was the priest in the first one. Um, or somebody was some kind Corey of Corey's shaking his head. So I think, I, I think I James know. Woods is a vampire hunter and, and, William or Stephen Baldwin is the priest, but I have also not oh, seen it. Interesting. Um, well, apparently they go to the monastery that he had, you know, retired off to, but he's dead. And then there's another priest and blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So this guy is so hot, even though he has this little early 2000s mullet. But like, it's weird because we were talking about it and it just seems weird that John Bon Jovi would allow like a more beefcake guy you know what i mean like you would think he would be the lead beefcake but then there's another sort of beefcake in the mix wow um, so you're saying john 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 the actor john bond the actor would yeah. should be not wanting this to happen because this guy uh, out hotted him Tony hmm. thinking was like how come he didn't write in his contract there cannot be a hotter man than me like, you would think he would want to be the lead well person. it's not like we're talking about warren Beatty here right so, sure. you know, I mean, he's, he, he knows that on any given Friday night, he can go on stage with a guitar and, you know, it's just going to get thrown yeah. at him. So maybe that, that level of confidence from being, you know, a, a rock star, if you will. I'm sorry, what's going to have, get thrown at him? <laughs> you know, you, you know what I'm that. saying. You, you know what I'm saying. That. And so, you know, if that, that's happening, then you can just let hotter people be in a movie with you. Fair? Yeah, exactly. I guess so. And, you know, see, okay, here's the thing. He was. I can, I'm gonna give you a little spoiler in case anybody watches this. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, he was stolen valor. He was a fake priest. He wasn't actually a priest. Gotcha. He just worked at the monastery, um, but then he wound up putting on these priest garbs, and then everybody thought he was a priest, and these vampires were gonna like sacrifice him and all that. And he's like, "Psych! I'm not a priest. I'm just a hot handyman who works at this monastery." And then, so the whole movie, he'd been wearing priest clothes and had the had, was covered. But he was still like a giant beefcake. And then at the end, once he's like, you know, stolen valor of priesthood is revealed, he's just now all of a sudden in like civilian clothes. And those civilian clothes do not have sleeves. And it is all arm all day. Nice. And arms are massive. And I'm like, dang. And so, but we never see him shirtless. And so Tony thought, per, per, per his theory, that JBJ was like, no, not a guy hotter than me, even though your theory is that he's confident enough, it's fine. But anyway, this guy never took his shirt off. He only let those big giant guns out. So maybe that was the compromise. Like, okay, this beefcake can be in the movie, but he cannot be unclothed as any more than this because he's like too much of a beast. I would love it if the contract got that specific. He can show his arms, (laughs) but don't show those abs. I mean, I'm pretty sure like... Vin Diesel and The Rock have to negotiate all these things every time they make a Fast and Furious movie. I would love to be at this level. I would love to be like, don't cast anybody over 5'2". You know, it's just going to be me and Thomas (laughs) Cruise. Uh, You know, that's it. No, except for Nicole Kidman. She's the only one. And then it looks like, you know, it looks like one of those tall man movies where everybody else is small. I would have all kinds of things in the writer. You I'm just, sure you yeah, will. I have I no doubt that you're disappointed. <laughs> you're gonna um, you're gonna make the best rom com with with Danny DeVito. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. That's I mean, Danny DeVito would need to be my competition because there's nobody. Yeah, I don't yeah, need that's like, I don't need anything above that. I can't compete with anything yeah. above that. <laughs> would watch. 
Um, okay, so another interesting character when he's assembling his vampire team, we've got the um, the, the Parker Poser wannabe. I mean, Parker Poser. Oh my God, Parker Poser. That's so good. That's, so good. that's what he is. Parker Poser. Um, and then you know we've got the hot the hot non priest. Okay, the other one of the other team members is this guy. His character's name is Ray. His real life name is Darius McCrary. Oh, knows who that is? Family Matters. Oh, Corey knew Eddie exactly Winslow. who it was. Hell yeah. it's, it's Eddie Winslow. So he is one of the, ham- the vampire hunters that joins the team. And, okay, let me tell you a tiny little tidbit about his character. He gets seduced. So the lead, like, evil villain that they're hunting, like, this, the lead vampire of this gang that they're trying to kind of following around Mexico um, is a lady. And she winds up seducing him mm. one Dang. night. Like that thing where they, you know, entrance you. But they, she didn't kill him because she needed to use him for something. But, like, she entranced him and whatnot. And then she went, well, it, so she appeared in the night beside his camp um, outside this little van they were poking around in. And she seemed to, you know, go down there. Right. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. And so then you don't really hear about it again. And then the next day he's like all agitated and kind of like sweaty and weird. And everybody's like, are you okay? It's like, you know, vampire things when you don't Ooh, tell somebody. Oh, he got bit up. I mean, not vampire. It's, um, it's like, um, yeah, when you don't tell somebody you. What are those things? Walking Zombies. Dead. Is that vampires? Zombies. Where, werewolves? I know what you're talking zombies. about. Okay, yeah. yeah, I can't remember my script. <laughs> anyway, it's like zombie rules where you don't tell somebody you got bit, and then all of a sudden you're, like, sweating, and everybody's like, why are you so weird? And anyway, it's kind of like that. Like, he didn't tell everybody he got a BJ from a vampire. Um, would but... you? Would you? Would you tell? <laughs> you keep... Shh, keep it secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... So, another little tiny spoiler, but also, like I said, I don't necessarily recommend watching this, so who cares, but... Um, he does die later in um, <laughs> one of the vampire battles, many, many ba- massacres of vampires. And his literal dying words, his like the last lines that he said in the movie, and I did write them verbatim, are, you don't live till you got head from a vampire. Whoa. So it was worth it. Wow. Worth it. And he seemed to die with a smile. So um, not that that's like what killed him, because it was, you know, like a massacre and there was vampires. You know, there's something to this. Look at Bella Swan. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Let's all remember that tore up honeymoon suite. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, And then just a couple of times. So there was early on. And then again, at the very kind of end, there was um, a lasso work by JBJ. He got to do some lassoing of vampires, which was very cool. There was sort of an um, early, early note and then a reprisal. And then another very cool thing that he did. So when initially he's like off somewhere else doing something and he meets with the guys at Vatican and they send him to Mexico. And then when he cuts to him in Mexico, he's in this like raw dog Jeep, you know, where there's like no <laughs> lid or anything. It's just like a frame, you know, when Jeeps are raw dog style as I like to call it. And um and there's this surfboard sticking out the back and like he's a super cool guy and I was like, Okay, what's the point of the surfboard? Like you're gonna have time to just like hit the waves while you're you know, chasing vampires. So then a few scenes later, when he's starting to assemble the team, he goes, he picks up the surfboard and he opens it <gasps> and it opens and inside the surfboard are like spears <gasps> and blades awesome. and all kinds of vampire tools. Isn't that cool? So, so awesome. pretty cool that he hauled his things in um, a surfboard. And at one point, he said something about, like, I'd rather be surfing or whatever. Here, I heard it. He said. He wants to um, hang ten. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, yeah, he's a little bit bummed about his kind of slapdash team when he first assembled it. And, and he says, um, he's like, 
uh, I'm just some dumb SOB who'd rather be surfing. So it's like, okay, can you actually take the surfboard out? Or, like, do you have another surfboard that's just a regular old-time surfboard? Or, like, I just don't double. know. I'm really it's a double. It's a dual purpose, I think. <laughs> I think this is a dual-purpose vampire tight. hunting slash surfing when you can. Yeah. Surfing when you can, but then if it doesn't feel upright and all your, like, that's true. you know, carved stakes float you know what? the water. I'm going to email Stacy Peralta. Oh. And I'm gonna okay. and I'm gonna ask him. He would be the expert. <laughs> I'm gonna in tell both you right surfing now. Surfing and vampire I, hunting. Of all things, if I can get Stacy Peralta to come on to the podcast and answer a mm-hmm. question about this, I'm gonna do it. Oh my god! I'm sending the email tonight. <laughs> that's that's the one like the that's one the one thing you'd want to ask. Stacey I already Peralta. asked him to sign my skateboard, and he did. Oh well, that's so cool. I got another question for him, and it's about this movie. We'll okay, see how it goes. I'll let you know. Now, and then I guess there's one more. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. I was just gonna gonna ask Lisa at the beginning of this. I think you said this was a bad movie, but nothing that you've said so far. I know, I know. I'm like, well, there's fun parts. There were fun parts. Okay, so I just it feels like okay, go in, watch the first half, and you'll see all these fun things and these. You know, it's kind of like I said, Buffy esque. Yeah. There's this really good scene where to show you know how vampires do that thing where they move really, really, really fast, but everything's in normal speed is, is really slow because they're so much faster than us. And yes, depending on what vampires cool. we're talking about. Yeah, the Cullens do sure, that, though. Sure. The, 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 they're a good game. It's, it's a Cullen-esque situation, yeah. At one point, he's in the restroom of a diner, and it shows him tossing his paper towel that he dried his hands with into the trash. And it's this really long shot, and it's in slow-mo. Because it started going in slow-mo, and I was like, what is happening? Why are we watching this? And it starts going in this, like, paper towel is slowly moving and then it cuts to outside of the bathroom in the diner and these vampires have shown up and they start slicing necks super fast and everything's all blurred and super fast and and mayhem and then he comes out and he's like wait what and that was a pretty cool scene so it's like yeah that sounds awesome as if like john carpenter did at least oversee some of the production and or editing but i guess it just you know, there's just sort of a lot of massacres and fights, and that's just when... And, like, that one was cool, but then... Yeah, so I think if you want to watch it, watch yeah. the first half, pay attention, and then watch the second half with, like, you know, your phone, like, scrolling right. around reading, like, Natalie Wood's Wikipedia page again. Right. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, use, use the second oh. half for the Natalie Wood research. Yes, agree. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly how I viewed it. And, but then it drew me back in. My last note is, you know how I love, like, a homeowner horror or a using something very practical to survive or kill someone or what have you yes um, i do uh-huh the towards the end when they're all in this old like monastery in this really tiny small mexican town the um they're in down in these like cavernous catacomby things or what have you and they use the tow cable that you hook onto a car that has a motor it's like a pulley thing yep. you, know, you can like yep. things out of ravines they use that to hook onto the mean vampire lady and to pull her up and into the sun so she disintegrates. Okay, that's awesome. So, that's that kind of rules. That's pretty cool. That rules. Cool. And that was kind of the very end. So even by the, by the end, I'm sort of brought back into this. Yeah, end. 20 um, minutes and then watch the ending. Yeah. Let's and do then, it, yeah. I, you know, I will say, kind of early on, there was more of this, and then it, it did happen a few more times. But whenever a vampire met the sun in this movie, you know, yep. again, yep. that's never, ever good for any vampire. But in this movie in particular, they, like, immediately burst into flames and right. it was pretty satisfying yeah so, there's no there's no the, ability to stand on a balcony and have your skin sparkle for five minutes while no. a girl rescues you yeah. so <laughs> no you would be a full-on fireball and Oof. a lot of times he would 
cut the heads off so that, um, you know, they were really good and gone. And then the head would, like, fly through the air on fire. And so, yeah, I mean, okay. Like, yeah, the movie had some good parts. I'm not, I'm not going to. And the lassoing was good. You know, I'm not going to totally. I like the know, lassoing. The lassoing makes me want to take John Bon Jovi to Angela's steak pit. I also think that, <laughs> that there's a chance that it could be John Carpenter. I said, could it be John Carpenter presents and then in parenthetical some parts of this film. Well, some parts of this. So this was written and directed by his longtime homie and director of Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah. So yes. he was. He, he was favor. probably. Yeah. I mean, I think this was like a uh, John being like, "Hey, Tommy, you want some work? I'll produce it." Because uh, he he did produce it. I don't know how involved he is, you know, or was at the time. He's not very involved with these things anymore. Um, but but you never know. Well, it yeah. doesn't. It wasn't all. It doesn't sound like it's all a throwaway here. No, it's, it's no some good no. stuff. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's and a bit of a lull. You got some and eye candy with the John Bond and and the hot free non freeze. Yeah, right. And there was, um, you know, beautiful sort of like old towns and scenic kind of, you know, touches of Mexico, which I appreciated having just been there and stuff. So, um, I mean, I'm glad I didn't run into any vampires though, like for sure. Well, that you know of. Yeah, odds are pretty. Good that you ran Not into you? at least yeah. one vampire. In Mexico, they just didn't, you know, yeah. didn't have anything to do with you, which is probably for the best. They probably sleeping above you, hanging, I mean, I, hanging like a bat. I think there's a stat that says <laughs> in your lifetime you will meet at least twenty vampires. Oh my gosh, really? I'm pretty it's like sure the eating a spider stat. Yeah, yeah. Just exactly. beware. You know what? You don't don't you know sexually transmitted vampirism is just beware. You saw what happened. in the twilight movies or like what when did we see all of them in all of them yeah oh Um, you know i okay i had another note about this movie which i thought was interesting um okay i didn't mention this part but again since i've I've mentioned a couple things spoiling the the whole tale this isn't really spoiler we learned this early on so um um zoe by um natasha wagner um also known as uh parker poser she okay so oh oh i forgot about this okay when he's in the okay, he goes to the diner. He meets her at the counter, like random yeah. manic pixie drink or whatever. And then he's got to go to the restroom. And from the restroom, he decides to scan the room with this tiny little. Um, it's like a little tiny telescope-looking thing, monocle almost. And it apparently is some kind of infrared thing. And he scans the room, and and everyone. It's like literally will show their body being sort of red mapped, and then have yeah. a temperature. Yeah, and then hers is blue, yeah. and he'd used it another time to see, like, some guy with blue, and he's like, oh, no, and so he goes out there. Well, when he goes out there, that's when he discovers, you know, there was a massacre, and the other mean vampire lady right, right. killed everybody, but she had gotten out of there. Well, he finds her later, and he's like, what's your deal? She's walking in the sun, and he's like, how are you out here? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, you're, you're, you're not, your blood isn't warm. Like, what's going on? So, apparently, she had been bitten, like, a year before, Dang. but she, the reason she's in Mexico she went down to Mexico City to get, well, she went to an AIDS clinic there, and they wound up giving her this experimental medicine that fights off the vampirism. She has to take, like, you know, two pills a day or whatever, and it Whoa. keeps it at bay. It's like AZT. This is crazy. Yeah. This is. It's like Dallas Buyers Club. You know, I. Had, <laughs> it's like Dallas Buyers it, It's exactly like that. It's exactly, exactly like that. And. You know, this is what I was thinking early on, Lisa, when you when you were talking about this film. Didn't have to be this complicated. 
didn't need this many layers. But I, I mean, thank you for those. Thank you for those. But there's a I know, lot. I'm like, a lot now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, this movie is pretty good. <laughs> well, and of course. Of course, so she takes the pills like twice a day and they show her taking the pills and setting the jar back down. And, you know, and she's there on this bus traveling around the countryside, you know, killing vampire, hunting the vampire gang and all that. And, of course, um, I think it was part of the seduction that um, the old girl did on Eddie Winslow where she was able to to steal the, the pill bottle. And so that's the whole plot point where she she's like, I know my meds and right. I got to get to Mexico city to get mm. more meds. And then, Damn. yeah. So that's kind of a whole, a whole part of it. But, um, but yeah, so I forgot that interesting element um, of, of like medicinal. Oh, so apparently because of the medicine, so she doesn't totally get rid of it. She still craves red meat and she gets cranky in the sun. Okay. Don't we all. Okay. So it, <laughs> it takes the edge off though. Yeah, the violent murder has taken off. Worth it. I think that's worth it. I think I, I, you know, two pills a day. Yeah, I could. I'd live forever to be a little cranky. I'm already a little cranky in the sun. Yeah, for real. I know. know? Well, tomorrow they're literally saying don't go outside. So nobody go outside, even if you're not a vampire. Eh, I'm probably gonna go outside. I am not. No, don't. It's hot. It's like literally like the weather. People are like, it is bad. Yeah, we'll see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for bringing us this. We appreciate it. And I, I mean, welcome. I'm glad. I, I'm sure you spent plenty of time outside in Mexico. So you've got your fill. Oh, my gosh. I did. It was, yes. Luckily, there was a pool and an ocean nearby because, yeah, it was, it was warm. Well, we appreciate it. And I don't know if I'm going to watch this or not, but I probably will watch the beginning and the end like you suggested. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Watch a few moments at the beginning. And there's a the very, very, very beginning. It's not He's not in Mexico yet. And, um he's in some like dark alley and then there's this like um man holding a knife up to this um prostitute lady of the night and he's like intervening and then you're like oh no he's gonna save her but then he moves the guy and then he gets her because she turns out is a vampire and so it's sort of like proving his um his chops i guess yeah showing you like he's a van helsing level you know hunter kind of guy so um so yeah so yeah it's got some good stuff well again it didn't need to be this complicated but it is <laughs> all right bros well we'll talk to you soon bye okay go watch, bye. watch something non-mexico bye yeah we'll do bye well thank you so much for listening to this episode of the side talks podcast we're your own personal cinematic jen lindley and joey potter I don't know who those people we might are. Have done this, we might have done this before. This is Dawson's Creek. One of those is Jen is, is uh, Michelle, Michelle Williams. Williams, and the other is Katie Holmes. Oh, okay. So the, their characters not get along. Well, they're both. They both are trying to. At one point, they're both trying to win the heart of Dawson. Well, that, which makes absolutely no sense. No, that because makes total he's sense. Terrible. He's just terrible. Well, but you know, he's a mopey white guy. So, well, I guess so. But anyway, if we're if we're not going to do that, you know, if we're if we're not going to be uh, I guess with Jen and Joey, uh-huh. then we could be Graham. We could both be Graham. I don't know who that is. Or we could be is Graham that... and Gail. James well, Jen is in. It, Jen has inciting incident here. Jen has has landed at Dawson's Creek. Sure. Uh, because she has been bad and sent to live with Grandma, oh. aka Graham. Got it. Yep. And uh, and so she's the new hot thing on the scene that Dawson's kind of drooling over when you know when Katie Holmes has been trying to to get laid up with Dawson for quite a while. Well, how's how what are you supposed to do? And Gail that? is Dawson's mom who is on the she's a lo- local weather anchor. I mean, excuse me, news anchor. 
So what do you want to do? Are you going to be are you going to be Jen or are you going to be Joey? I mean, Michelle Williams is one of my favorites, yeah. but I know she's one of your favorites too. That's right. What you going to do? And I'm probably a little cooler about Katie Holmes than you are. That's true. So okay. I'll, I'll take Joey. Katie. Um, cuz you know, she was in Batman Begins. So I got that going for there me. There you go. Which is which is nice. Um, yeah, everything in her personal life though have been totally chill. So yeah. nothing to talk about there. Why would we? Yep. Uh, Thanks right. for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our friends at Boutwell Studios for putting this thing together. I don't want to wait oh my God. for our lives to be over. I want to know what new. We just thanked that. Brad. Now you're. Where did that come from? That's the That's theme. That's the theme since Oh, Creek. sorry. Oh, yeah. Get it together, Brad. I know. I'm out. I don't want to wait. You, you got to hit that high it. note. For our lives to be over. I want to know one right now. We should have waited to sing before or after we plugged all the Sidewalk stuff because people have definitely turned They've off the turned podcast. Off. That's okay. Um, Sidewalkfest.com. It's all there. Just go find it. Yeah, follow us on social media at Sidewalk Film. Get a ticket to a movie at the cinema you know or why? a pass to the festival. Because you can't wait to see a movie at the cinema. Wow. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise. <laughs>